Welcome to The Josh Ryan Show, a weekly podcast where I sit down and chat with highly successful digital entrepreneurs, experts, and creators to uncover their stories, secrets, and lessons that they've learned along the way to help you with your own projects. Let's get into today's interview. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I am joined by Hebe, who is a personal trainer from England, who's built a pers- built an online following of over 500,000 people teaching health and fitness, which you've turned into a full-time business uh, and now launched your very own gym just recently as well. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you got started and I guess first personal training uh, and then social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I initially started personal training probably about five years ago now. Um, and it more was just like a passion. I had a um, initially a career in dance. So I was always someone who was super active, really interested in firstly, firstly like my physique, but also just general health and fitness. Um, and when I did stop or when my dancing cut down a lot, i.e. when I came out of training, um, I felt that I wanted to do something alongside that 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 matched up. My boyfriend was also a PT at the time, um, and it's actually funny because I probably didn't actually envisage myself doing that until I went into that environment. And um, being someone that speaks to a lot of people, and I'm quite a confident person, it just, like, very, very quickly sat really well. Um, So I did my training, and I initially was a PT um, and absolutely loved it face to face um, and always wanted to go online but really had no idea of how to do so Um, and it kind of was just like a really like far goal of mine to go online and I just at no point was there any alignment in how I was going to get there at no point did I say to myself okay this is what I need to do to get there it was more a sense of I'm happy in the gym and this is kind of how it's going to go um, so from there, I was a PT again, as I said, probably for about two and a half, three years. Um, and then we went into obviously lockdown. Um, and from there, everything changed. Um, and I suppose we went into this scenario that everyone was going into and me and my boyfriend were both pretty much self-employed at the time, um, a little bit short on cash. And we were like, okay, right, what are we going to do here? We either sit in this space and do nothing or we take control of this, I I suppose, opportunity really. Um, And from there, it just kind of took off. I just was there helping people. And I genuinely feel like one of the biggest reasons for any growth on my social media initially was because I genuinely wanted to help. Um, And I feel like probably very similar to you, like genuinely just want to help people. Um, There is there was no underlying cause for me to try and grow my social media at the time. It just was this is what I've got. This is what I'm going to have to deal with. And we kind of go from there. Um, so yeah, from there, it just grew pretty rapidly. Um, and then within a year, I launched my online coaching service. Uh, and then within another year, we then opened our own premises in a gym. Um, again, that was a really, really far goal. Um, again, something that I never put two and two together. Um, but the fact that we have it now is absolutely amazing and super exciting. Um, but yeah, so that's, I suppose, my background. Yeah, um, that's pretty awesome story, I guess, taking that, um, going into lockdown, everything changes, everything's uncertain, and using that time to jump on and go online. Um, Mm. I think that piece that you mentioned where you say that you just, you became successful on social media just because you genuinely wanted to help and and actually had experience and results and, 
you had clients you were dealing with, so you knew what struggles people went through, which I guess allows you to create content that actually helps people, actually serves people. Oh. And um, that's a huge part of it. Mm. What would you say have been like the two to three things, aside from content that really helps people, that has helped you build your Instagram audience? Because you're about to hit 200K, I believe, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what? It's, it's really hard to pinpoint a couple of things. I think it's a combination of a lot of things, um, but primarily consistency. I have been religiously consistent the whole time. Um, I think also, as you said, I suppose, providing value towards your audience, um, but also creating community. Um, one thing that I've put in my, my like journal for this year is the word community, and that is on social media, that is through my gym, that is through my business, and that is, I genuinely think, the biggest factor to anything is building um, a community. And it's really hard. It's really hard, especially online. Yeah. Um, being not really like forward facing, I suppose, on Instagram, initially where I grew. Um, when I first grew, there were no reels. So it was very static, if that makes sense. Like it was photos, don't yeah. get me wrong. I did videos and stuff and I did a lot of lives, which is um, what I initially grew from as well because I did a lot of free live workouts. Um, but I definitely think it's, community consistency um and just providing value really yeah yeah community is definitely a big one um mm -hmm. and like you say tricky to build online but if you get it down it's it's awesome sure 100 percent. yeah now the other thing i want to ask is you you started on social media and you didn't launch your online coaching for it sounded about 10 12 months was it yeah. and were you just using it to get clients locally and then eventually changed or um, initially I started, I tried online coaching in lockdown, um, but it just didn't sit quite right with me at the time. It didn't feel right. The system that I was using just wasn't what I initially kind of wanted. It didn't feel, it just didn't feel quite right. And I was like, right, I don't know what what this is, but I stopped and I almost reevaluated it. I felt like I went into it as a little bit rushed. I wanted more systems behind it and I wanted it to be, um, not like an initial success, but I wanted to ensure that I had the systems in place for um, potentially an increase in client or wh whatever that may be. Um, and I think as well at the time, I was so focused and so happy on socials that at the time, again, I was like, do you know what? I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. I'm in lockdown. I I've got this opportunity in where I might never have again. Um, and I, I don't know, I suppose I just... Initially, I, did, I, I just wasn't there to monetize my platform at first. Um, and like, I, I was very similar with brands that I was working with. I was very picky with who I'd work with just because um, I'm sure probably for a lot of people, I genuinely only wanted to work with brands that really, really resonated with me or brands that I actually genuinely loved. Um, so again, like for me initially, monetization just wasn't there um, or it just wasn't the focus, to be honest. It wasn't the sole focus. Um, and I had no idea. So as well as that, I just had no idea what I could do with this platform. At the time, it was just about building friends and um, a community and kind of just carrying on doing what I was doing. I didn't want to lose that mojo, if that made sense. I was in this growth stage yeah. and I just was enjoying that. Um, but when we did go to launch the online coaching, that was at a point where we were like, okay, we're back at work now we don't want to be here how do we do this and when i say we obviously i mean me and my boyfriend um one thing that i would say as well massively 
throughout this whole thing is he's been hugely, hugely supportive. And I think that that's something that's really important is he's fully behind me. Um, and I think just having that extra set of hands with everything, like he's, it's six o'clock in the morning and he's at the gym running the gym at the moment. So like, he's yeah. just like, he is, it, we come as a pair really. Um, and I know that people don't often see that, but I think that that's also something that's been massively helpful as well. I'm um, going off tangent a little bit, but I think that just having someone, having someone else kind of there just to back you and also was so helpful to reaffirm certain things that I was trying to do. Um, like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Let's try this. Obviously he's also a personal trainer. So everything, was super easy and super natural having him in the process as well. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what you even asked me initially. I've just gone off on, off on a tangent. Oh, it was just about <laughs> that period of, of not having an online oh, yeah. coaching. Um, yeah. Um, that's no, go that's ahead. really good. <laughs> yeah. No, that's an, that's an awesome point. Um, cause mm -hmm. I guess everyone's second guesses themselves, whether it's with, I don't know what they're doing in the gym, what they're doing with Instagram, what they're doing with their business. And so if you got someone there to back you up and, you know reaffirm what you're doing uh, especially if they've got that inside insight as well it, it must be Definitely. very very helpful i can imagine 100 mm, percent. when you and and i guess also with the brand deal side of things i think that's another mistake that a lot of people make that clearly you've avoided is i think too many people jump in to a brand deal that's something they don't really want to promote and they're small so they might only be getting a hundred dollars or you know mm -hmm. a smaller even just a discount code and they're getting a commission on something they don't really like and it then it hurts the community and you lose a bit of your mojo as you say um which i think is a good point for other people to learn from uh yeah, from you as well mm -hmm. when you did start selling personal training online and, and wanted to go full time with it how did you go about converting your audience and your community into paying clients and so on? Yeah, I suppose initially I was quite anxious about it because I had only ever provided free valuable content and I, I was like, okay, how is this gonna match up? Um, and to be honest, it was, it, it went so much better than I ever could have imagined. So I suppose initially um, I was still, the one thing that I consistently did was still provided that initial content. So I was still giving away all of the stuff that I was doing before and providing, I was actually at the time still doing live workouts because we were still in some number lockdown. I don't even know, maybe the third lockdown. Yeah. Um, so we were still obviously in a position where everyone was at home. Um, and yeah, I decided to carry on doing these live workouts, which I felt just again, really built that kind of trust as well. Um, so I felt like people could see it actually first, he knew what I was doing. Um, but secondly, um, just had a, again, a little bit of that community. Um, I suppose that for me in a fitness sense, the thing that always sells or always gets the most leads slash conversions is always transformation photos. Um, so progress photos. Um, and I think that sometimes there's a little bit of like a negative stigma around them on socials um but i think that realistically for people to build a successful coaching business i don't think they're essential but i think that they are they're pretty good the one thing that we always say is if you can get like really good results you're going to build a good business if that makes sense like if you if you can see that that person knows what they're doing and is getting results like it is literally the it's literally the only thing that sells and gets and also gets great clients um so i think that and also again just i did have to switch a little bit of my content um potentially more to 
the coaching side rather than like an influencer, if that makes sense. I felt that my content was very um, personal to me and kind of what I wanted to do. And also, I suppose you build a following of people you relate to. So whatever yeah. I initially wanted to upload, I suppose, was very similar to what they wanted me to see because we were very, I suppose, relatable. Whereas I had to switch that out a little bit. And I did find that hard um, going from influencer to a little bit more um, coaching based, a little bit more serious sometimes. Some of my content was a little bit more serious um, and a little bit more like a science base if that's make that makes sense like in the fitness in the fitness world um so again if you if we're going primarily to what converts i would say always progress photos um and definitely relatable content like i'm a girl who i like going to the gym but i'm my life isn't fitness my life is not i wake up in the morning and the first thing i think about is the gym although i tend to go in the morning because i can't go later in the day because i genuinely won't because i'm a normal person um <laughs> Uh, and I think that's the thing is I think there's different fitness accounts out there. Um, and I, I think some people are literally life and soul fitness. And like, I'm just the normal person, very relatable, the same as a lot of other people, all my friends. Like I go to the gym because I want to stay fit and I want to look good or as good as I can. Not because I have this underlying passion for like, I love gym. I love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's lifestyle for me. And I think that that also really helps is just showing those parts is that I'm just completely normal. Sometimes I don't like going to the gym. Sometimes I eat shit, like all of this kind of stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, being relatable is, is massive. Yeah. And just being real with people. Cause mm. I mean, you're a real human, like everyone else. Um, and so it's, it's good to show that it's good to show people. Yeah, I'm one of those weirdos that goes in that evening that no. doesn't, that despises goes in the morning <laughs> and we just, I don't know, I've always loved it in the evening. No, Once everything's done, you don't have to think about anything. No, it's not for me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I, I tried it. I definitely have. And it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Whatever works, whatever works. Exactly. As long as you're going, that makes, that's the, that's the main point. Exactly. Um, and a great point you touched on with the results side of things, which realistically goes for any sort of personal trainers, any sort of coaches, any sort of agencies, any sort of literally anything you're selling a result, like show the results, which can go for, I would say the majority of industries. Um, sure. if you can show people results, that's going to be by far the best way to convert them and putting in all that effort to build up that community in the first place definitely helps a ton too. Mm -hmm. Now, another platform you're absolutely crushing it on, and I think you've actually got more of a audience on TikTok, correct? And Instagram. Yeah. yeah no, what, I have. Um, what advice would you have for people who want to build on, on TikTok? Is, is there anything different to Instagram that you've found there or? Um, I suppose with TikTok, I started it a lot later. So I started it when I probably already had over a hundred thousand on, on Instagram. So yeah. I had no idea how it was going to kind of work. Um, again, my boyfriend was like, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. And I was like, mm. uh, and I really, I actually really was a bit uncomfortable about it. I just felt like I didn't have that like pizzazz for it. I was like, how am I going to be able to do these? Like, I suppose I just initially thought I was gonna have to like dance and like, talk and obviously yeah. i know i went to dance college but it's not tiktok um and <laughs> i was like uh i don't know i just started it and, and to be honest i think that's the first thing just just go for it tiktok is amazing like you can go viral so easily on there and i think 
the only thing um that I suppose I'd say I did differently was I just churned out more content and I also didn't like worry about it as much you put things out there and it just doesn't do well you put things out there and it does so well you put the same thing out that you did yesterday or very similar and it flops yet you do it the next day and it does incredibly well and I think I think that's the thing with TikTok you just have to keep going um and of course if things aren't working I think there's definitely things that you can implement and change um there's definitely things I've done that just haven't worked I've gone okay right scrap that move on to the next idea um but it's really creative I think it's really fun and I think the only thing that I would say is different is potentially for me, the community side isn't there as much because there's not as much like, interaction. Um, I feel like my page has always grown from kind of workouts or informative content rather than me as a person. Um, and I feel like that's something that, again, I'm trying to work on this year, trying to kind of focus a little bit more on getting my personality out there, um, which I think is easy to do on TikTok. I just don't think I have uh, utilised that enough. Um, but when it comes to growth, it's really, really like I would, I would put it as a top priority. I think it's super important to get onto. Yeah, and just churn out lots of content. Just churn out lo lots of content, just literally everything. Like the same, I kind of put a couple of brand pillars down at the beginning of the year. Um, and I think that was kind of what what is my page about? What are both my pages about? What everything that I do, what is that about? And that is fitness like mindset and nutrition kind of that's that's the things that I enjoy speaking about and I just try to manipulate content around that and just be consistent with it um as I said not everything's going to do well and and that's fine um but definitely showing your personality which is one thing I wish I did more of I think would get you even further on there um, and also get you a more engaged um Instagram as well you see big TikTokers and they have massive engagement on their Instagrams. Um, and I think that that's something that is amazing that you can get from such a new platform. Um, so yeah, I would say just keep turning it out. Don't worry about the, don't worry about like perfecting it essentially. Um, definitely if you find that that works well, like some aesthetic videos do super well on TikTok. Um, but I actually find yeah. that sometimes like the more rough cut videos actually do a lot better. Like I have a videographer and the videos he does for me never do well on there. Like they only do well on Instagram. Um, so it's just funny trying to get that difference between like reels and TikTok as well. Um, and remembering that sometimes the thing that went viral on reels didn't go viral on TikTok and vice versa. Um, but yeah, just turn them out, be consistent and um, don't like, don't procrastinate over it. I think that's as well something that's really important because you can chuck things up there so quickly. Yeah, it's definitely a habit to build. And I think like you say with the TikTok algorithm, because it's pretty much all for you traffic, like it's not following, you're, like, you're not Absolutely. going on there and seeing content from your friends and so on. So if you do post something that like is, I don't know, puts you out your comfort zone, doesn't get much views, doesn't really matter. Like it's not going out to all of your friends on Instagram. It's just goes to a few people, get shut down. Um, and yeah, if you can push them over to Instagram, definitely, definitely good. What, um, have, have you noticed many other differences between reels and TikTok? Like you, you, you're saying you get highly edited stuff does better on reels, but any other, anything else you've noticed? Um, it's hard. I would say 
there's been times where both like things have done well on both things and but honestly more often than not what's done well on one never does well on the other it's just typical for me anyway um i think that reels are definitely behind um in behind the game in the sense of trending sounds i think that it's behind in a lot of other things essentially um so i think the only thing that i would say is you when you bring a trending sound over to reels it tends to have already been and gone on TikTok. Um, I don't know if that's what a lot of people notice. I, I tend to notice that quite a lot. Um, but in regards to kind of content, I would say it just tends to be the, mo- the more perfected videos do a lot better on Reels. Um, and also the kind of more choppy changey ones do a little bit better on TikTok. The other thing that I would say is I've now started editing them both in, the, in their own apps. Um, I did initially try to kind of mix and match and do both, but it just doesn't seem to work. I think they probably both like you utilizing the the features that they have. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I've tried to start doing a little bit more because I felt that um, although it takes more time, I was really, really trying to do my best to not have to do that. Um, but I think you just have to at some point. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things that I think do well on one and not the other. Um, I suppose things that do well initially for me have always been like what in a day. Um, so providing recipes, all of that kind of stuff. I also find that I quite often ask my audience what they want to see. Um, and sometimes even the things that they say don't always perform as well as I anticipate because they've said, I want to see this. I'm like, okay, right, this is what they want to see. And I upload it and then reels just all TikTok don't take it off. Um, but it's, yeah. it's a, it's a testing game and it's a game that you have to be in for the long run. Um, but I think they're both really, really great. Um, but there's just definitely differences in that. And I, I, I sometimes haven't, or I haven't quite worked them all out just yet. Um, I think reels are still so new um so even tiktok's new to me like it's it's been a year so it's yeah it's it's all quite new still definitely a testing game um i think that goes for everything but especially reels and tiktoks and that kind of content like just get out there start doing it adapt as you go But um, yeah, and interesting what you say with the sounds being a bit behind because i have seen some people say that where they think that Instagram's about two weeks behind on trending sounds, audios, etc. So if you want to get some, get some, get an early on any Instagram reels trends, just jump on TikTok, find what's trending and you'll be two weeks ahead apparently. But that's interesting. Yeah. Now COVID has changed things, I guess, massively for personal trainers. You, you can't get as many in-person sessions and probably even less people, I would imagine going to the gyms for, personal trainers that have gone from working in the gym floor that want to go online and start coaching online, what would be like your best advice you can give them? Uh, Because obviously you've done this pretty awesomely over a couple of years. So if you'd like distill that down, I guess, good things, bad things you've done, mistakes. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, first of all, which is actually a question I got asked yesterday on my Instagram is, um, I think in-person training initially is pretty crucial for wanting to go online. You learn so much doing stuff in person, face-to-face. There's lots of things that you learn about a client. There's lots of things you learn about people. There's lots of things you learn about, um, I don't know, even the way that people potentially have, like, have you seen on track? Um, well, um, like you learn so much about people. Um, and I think that that's, first of all, if you have the chance to, if you're like, 
before you start, I would always, always recommend doing in-person uh, in training first. Um, secondly, I think that you don't have to have a following to be able to monetize online coaching. And that's something that I wish that I knew before, um, because I think there's also, you can make just as much money, if not more, um, from the amount of client, if, if, if for example, like number to, um, what am I trying to say? Like Follow if it a you, client. yeah, essentially, I think that it's, I think it's just so important to not be so focused on the number that is on the screen. I know that I have had that massive benefit through my own hard work and consistency, but I know that I have that initial push, but I could have still done it definitely a hundred percent with less of a following. Um, I wish that I'd put it in sooner. Um, I think that again, providing this valuable content, also not worrying about like the likes and things on there because you see some huge fitness coaches in the industry and they have good followings. Their engagement's like, all right, but they are, their whole page is business. Their whole page is, it's not, it's not their personal page. Like mine is a mixture yeah. of both, I suppose, but theirs is literally a business focused page. Um, so provide really valuable content. Also, one thing that I think is massive is providing content for the client, not for another coach. I think that coaches quite often, um, create content for, to look like they know what they're talking about for other coaches. And actually the more convoluted the, the words that you say, people don't understand, like, there's there's so many things that you have to simplify for people and um i think that's something that's super important um again just consistency be busy on your stories a lot of q and a's all of that kind of stuff and also just show those results when you have them um the one thing that i would say is when you first initially start make sure that you have a pack that you know you're going to ask your clients whether you can use their photos or not obviously you firstly yeah. need to ask permission but just have that in the back of your mind that you are going to want to utilize some of these progress photos um because as soon as you do that i think the i don't know the ball kind of starts rolling as soon as you start using those um and like client testimonials client feedback videos of clients uh, a lot of things i get a lot of clients um, i get as well through meals that i eat um i try and eat a lot or i try to advocate a lot of um kind of 80 20 i eating 80 percent nutritious foods 20 percent less nutritious foods um and people seem to love that as well so i think just a combination of things do what works for you but in the sense of um still provide value that's simplified yeah not trying to complicate it too much mm. and yeah just put it in layman's terms for the people you're trying to reach they 100%. can't understand it it's not not yeah, ideal definitely i think i think people forget that a lot of the time when people want to lose weight or they have issues with food or whatever that may be is it's just down to a lot of um they're just not educated um and as well on social media unfortunately negative like there's so much negative um, or incorrect information out there. And it, yeah. and it is hard. It's trying to distinguish and promote yourself and, and try to allow people to trust you that you're giving out the right content and you're not going to get everyone. Um, but I think that all of those things will hopefully create that stronger bond and that trust through um, the people that follow you. Yeah, definitely. And um, like you say, not needing to have a massive following, like, you build a small community of engaged people who are following you because they want to learn from you like 
you, you can have a couple thousand followers and have a full-time income from because you only need i don't know depends what you charge i guess but a handful of clients mm-hmm. that are paying you consistently to to Definitely. do so i think one thing as well just on that is don't undercharge i think that a lot of people go into yeah. this and think like i don't i don't need to charge loads or or i i don't know I don't know what the mindset is, but I think you go onto online and think, I don't know why you would go from a gym and then go online and think you're less qualified because actually you're, if not more, do you know what I mean? It's people then go on and go, oh, well, I'm new to it. Like I'll test it. I'll just put the prices low. And I definitely did that when I first tested it. Um, and I had a good amount of people and an average following, um, but it just, I was charging too little and I wish I didn't do that. I'm glad that obviously I'm in a completely different position now, um, but definitely don't undercharge as well. Yeah, I think especially when you undercharge, like if if you're not making as much from it and then you're not, I guess, as committed to it, um, you're not gonna be giving your absolute best and they're not gonna be getting the best results and it it doesn't really benefit everyone, anyone trying to go for that. Yeah, definitely. Like it's a job at the end of the day, like you can't expect to not get paid for it. Um, but it's, it's also it also makes it more difficult when you then need to up your up your fees because you're too busy. That then is so difficult because you're in a position where you can't actually increase it anymore because you, you've got loads of long. If you're good at it, hopefully you'll have lots of long term clients that you want to keep and want to keep progressing with. Yet you can't add no, new clients in that you'll be charging more with and you don't really want to increase the other clients. So it's, it's that really difficult. You, you don't want to get in that vicious cycle, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Cause I don't know. I didn't think about it too much for a, a monthly recurring mm. like cost, like personal training, but you can't really stick it up for new people, uh, for existing people or, or new people. So I guess it puts you in a tricky situation. Definitely. Do you, do you have a rough number that you think people should start out with or is it just a case of look at how much you charge someone at your local gym and then charge the same amount per hour or? I think um, I think it's very different dependent on where you are. Um, I think that as well, I probably charge a lot less than um, some really big coaches out there. Um, Reason being as well, you have to think about your audience. My audience are primarily younger females. Um, so I have to also think about that. Um, but I would say that for anyone who wants to do that, when when I initially started, I charged what I charge someone for one session a week in a month. So for example, um, say it was 30 pound per hour, I was essentially charging 30 pound per week. Um, so that is what yeah. I initially did. Um, although obviously the hour wasn't physically with that person, it was obviously all done on plans and all of that kind of stuff. That's the way that I looked at charging it. Um, and also I, I feel like you have to also put the value of time in there as well. Like time is so valuable and also the the value of being able to do it wherever, wherever else you can do it. So for example, going to Spain, you can do it in Europe, you can go anywhere and that, t- that, price is just so valuable if that makes sense so also think about that of course um but i think yeah that's a good place to start i would say yeah and you've you've also built a lot of like assets as well that you give away to clients correctly like um recipes and, and a lot of digital downloads and so on mm-hmm. yeah 
Definitely. So we have a we have a platform that we use. Um, the platform is Linus. So it is um, they're based in Copenhagen. Um, so not not here in in the UK. Um, but yeah. they actually got in contact with me um, and they said, look, we want to work with you. We provide a platform X, Y and Z. Um, and again, I was a little bit anxious about it because we had initially, as I said, come, tried to come up with these systems to work it essentially manually um but taking their step was definitely the best decision we ever made because their the system allows us to um scale the business essentially um in a way that we would never have been able to um the platform's amazing we upload our own meals we upload our own recipes um we they also have their own recipes on there so they have like a recipe book that we can also utilize um which initially to start with was amazing because you are trying to launch this business and you're like oh my god i've got so much to do um so their platform is absolutely brilliant um they take a percentage um which is quite common i suppose for big platforms the only thing that i would say is it's a much bigger investment than um the standard kind of trainerized train heroic PT distinction. These are all just online coaching platforms, essentially. Um, yeah, it's a lot bigger of an investment, but absolutely worth it, especially when you're starting up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know those platforms specifically, sure. but building like those, those things where you can put the time in once to create something, a meal plan, a spreadsheet, a calculator, um, a template for content. If you're a social media manager that you can then offer your clients and sell potentially mm -hmm. over and over and over and over is, is really important as like a creator or educator, whatever that can definitely help you with your business. Um, a lot, which, yeah, I, I like the way you've done that with putting all those meals in and, and building, building that out. Sure. What, what was it like going from like building an audience online? coaching and then going back to building your own gym because that's just recently launched a, a few months ago correct a couple months ago yeah a couple of months ago now um i can't lie the gym has been the most stressful thing i've ever done in my life <laughs> um <Yeah>. but it <laughs> it is very different um i think that the gym is like like i said like i've left matt to the gym like that's his kind of thing. That's his side of the business. Like my side is the online coaching, although we're both 50, 50 and both, of course, um, that was something that he always wanted to do. And I think that when we initially had the money to invest, we were like, okay, what, what do we, what should we do? And there was lots of things that we could have done buy a new car. We could have moved out. We could have moved to Spain for a couple of months, but it was, it was trying to work out what, in the long run was going to be something that was sustainable for us. Um, and yeah, we decided, okay, this is the right thing to do. We, again, like have this, I suppose we just have this driving force to like help people in the area and try and provide a service that here, like there isn't around here. Um, so I think going from being in the gym to being online to being back in the gym was quite hard um the days are very long so we start the gym opens at 6 a.m the gym closes at 8 p.m there is a break in the middle of the day because we only do face-to-face -face sessions so that it's not an open yep. gym so it's essentially just a group pt studio um so everyone comes in um in groups of potentially up to six to eight um and they all work out together we have two coaches running the sessions at a time um so the only thing that i would say a, a benefit of that of that for us is we now have our own 
kind of hub to work from in the middle of the day. Um, I think, sorry, going back to your question, I think the transition was definitely challenging um obviously having the ability to work from wherever you want to um having the ability to work your own hours as you want to was so was a massive luxury for us um and almost we've taken that step back to kind of go back into the gym work those hours that we have to um but i think that it's when you go in there, like the sense of community there is so much bigger and so much better. And as I said, my work yeah. for 2022 was community. And I think that like in there, like it's just being built and built and built. And it's really nice to have that face to face contact with people. Whereas when you're online, you are just talking to someone over a chat function. I don't even really have calls with my clients um, very much because I'm just too busy. Um, I find that I then don't get other things done. I don't get plans written, for example. Um, so I find that just having that face-to-face -face contact is really, really nice. It's really natural and it's a really different, um, I don't know, it's a different kind of vibration to what you have online. It's, it's completely different. Um, the only thing that I would say was we do miss that luxury of being able to do whatever when we want to. Um, and I think that the goal in the long run, and it's always what the initial goal was, was that Matt would step out um, and that we would then have people in there essentially to manage um, and we would just upskill and coach and we would obviously allow them to coach how we wanted them to essentially um, but we do have a manager in there at the moment who's also called Matt which is really confusing so Matt and Matt <laughs> run the gym at the moment um, and yeah he's great he's been super helpful he's been with us from the start we knew him as a PT before um, so just having him has been super helpful as well yeah so I, I guess they, they complement each other uh... The, the two complement each other uh like mm. you've got yeah online stuff that you build the audience and then some of those people are going to come into clients in the gym but then you've also got the gym where you get to connect with more people build that community which probably helps with creating content and understanding people's needs struggles etc um for that side of things too which is pretty pretty awesome um, yeah definitely yeah. i think i think the gym has been a lot harder than the online the online business was so much um so much more successful in a very quick like in a quicker time essentially um the, the online business grew rapidly um whereas the gym has been yeah. a lot more of a slow burner um i feel like with the gym you have to prove yourself a little bit more as well because you're literally in like a certain i don't know you're, you're just there and like people can come and i think with the gym is it, it's a little bit of a snowball effect. I'm waiting for it to happen, but I feel like it will be that kind of snowball effect of, um, which probably is quite similar online. I think that I was just lucky that when I launched my online, I had a, I was in a really good place with my socials, which really helped. Um, so the gym has definitely been a slower burner um, and it costs a lot more. Oh my goodness, it's so <laughs> expensive. Uh, and that again, I forget that's a massive luxury that you have with the online businesses you are, your outgoings are so little in comparison to having yeah. a gym um, or a premises, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's, it is great fun. It's a lot more expensive. I definitely think it's a slower burner. I think it's harder to uh, gain trust. Potentially that's because it's a new business as well. Um, but in the long run, it'll be great. So I'm just holding out for that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that comes pretty soon then. A hundred percent. Yeah. And again, I guess it, those two business models again, complement each other. You've got the high profit margins from the 
um, online coaching, which you can mm-hmm. then put back into something that's potentially could be around for 10, 20, 30, however many years, um, as long as you want. To wrap things up, I think this is probably my last question, is what would be the best advice you would give your younger self for, I guess, going in, I, I guess we'll keep it around like social media slash personal training um, side of things. Uh, what, what, like any mistakes that you made that you wouldn't have or anything, things that you did do that you think was awesome and you definitely would do again? Um, that's really hard. It's probably a lot of things. Um, I think that from like, if it was really personal to me and my younger self, like I'm a very anxious person. So I, I don't think that people necessarily think that about me because I'm quite confident on, on social media. Like I've built a following, but I think that just if it was, I don't know if it, if I was saying something to my from my younger self to my older self, I'd probably just say like, don't worry, don't panic. I think that there's so much to come yet. There's so much um, more in life to work on than like just being anxious about things and just worrying about taking that step. Like you just have to take that step, that step. And I'm so glad that I did because I think that things are so different now to what they were before because I just, I just went for it. Um, I think as well, I don't know. I think one thing that I did really well when I was younger is I was pretty consistent with uploads still. Um, I wouldn't say that I, my content was as good in the sense of I didn't really focus heavily on what photos I was taking. I didn't really like edit much of my workouts. I just kind of uploaded it. Um, but I still was consistent and I, I always had a driving passion for being on social media, I suppose. Um, but it just never really grew. I suppose one thing that I started doing was I started using hashtags and at that time it really, really worked and, um, managed to help initially grow um, my socials. But I think that I was very active in the sense of, for example, like Gymshark, I obviously work with them at the moment on like short-term contracts. Um, and I used to go to their events. So like I genuinely, like I used to go and I used to love it and and I was so passionate about it. So the fact that looking back onto it now that like, that is literally what my life is. I literally could not have even imagined. Um, so, and that is just from putting myself forward and just going for it. Um, I suppose another thing that I would say is to be selfish. Um, I don't think even up until probably 2020 I don't think I ever was particularly selfish towards myself um whereas now I'm a lot more in a a really good way I'm a lot more selfish in the sense of I prioritize my working day I prioritize myself going to the gym I prioritize coming home and um although I'm not very good at switching off Matt tells me about that a lot I, I do try and prioritize myself over a lot of other things and I think that's something that I wish I taught myself um sooner because yeah you are your like you are your only like you are your pride and joy essentially like you are the only person that you can you can fend for i know you're in like if you're in a relationship i I completely get that you have a partner but you are always going to be you and i think that that's super important to be selfish to be unselfish if that makes sense um but yeah there's lots of things i could tell myself and lots of things that i wish i'd changed um i wish i was more confident but that's going to come with time and i think just go for it be yourself and just go for it definitely that's awesome so for those listening take risks back yourself <laughs> and look after yourself 100 percent. awesome it's been 
Awesome having you on. Uh, where can people find more about you and um, about your personal training, about your social media? I'll leave any links uh, down below. Yeah, sure. So um, my social media is Hubie PT. That is literally the same on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and then I do have a YouTube, which is just Hubie Higham. And that, it will eventually grow. I'm persistent with that. Um, and that is, again, that is where community is built. So 2020 community. Um, but yeah, I yeah. just follow me for any kind of like fitness tips. And also, obviously, you can probably see my day to day life if you are interested in kind of seeing what I do as a coach. Um, it's 6.48 in the morning right now. So I'm looking forward to my day. I'm probably going to go and try and work out what my what my day looks like in a minute. But um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been super fun. Perfect. Yeah, you've definitely got some awesome content. So definitely go check that out. I will link that below. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much.